0: For Larry, no spot. My guests tonight, Marcus the Mad Dog Haugen. <laughs> <Bow. laughs> wow, 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 yippee, oh, yippee, Also, this friday may 15th how you all doing great man really happy to be here Yeah. sweet 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 we got sports to talk it seems like sports may be coming back there's some talk of that uh so sports topics marcus let's start with you what's your sports of the day what do you want to sports about what do i want to talk about yeah what do you want to sports talk about
1: Well, Larry, I, as I think I've mentioned, am a Sacramento Kings fan, Mm -hmm. and I've been thinking a lot about this, and as much as it pains me to say it, I think they should tear it down and start over.
0: Ooh, blow it up, which is weird because they are a team, you know, they've got some young pieces, and they're not like a playoff caliber team yet. They're not. And at the same
1: time, like they're already sort of taking the steps like, oh, we have what we need to contend. Let's start paying people like Marvin Williams is on an 80 million dollar contract or sorry, Harrison Barnes.
0: Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Uh,
1: I guess their games in some ways remind me of each, like Harrison Barnes in some way reminds me of what Marvin Williams used <laughs> to be. OK, uh, but Harrison Barnes is on an eighty million dollar contract. Buddy Heel just got paid a hundred million dollars.
0: Yeah, that's a and and he was uh benched for a lot of last season. <laughs> yes. And so like these are sort like especially the
1: Buddy Heel contract, it feels a lot to me like sort of what the Bucks did with Chris Middleton to like keep a complimentary piece around, but the Kings have no Giannis to build around they're just like sort of at this point shelling out to keep these like guys that you would hope would be like your second or third best player but they don't have sort of that transcendent star that they actually need to build around like De'Aaron Fox is a fun player but Mm -hmm. like you certainly can't have him like if he's the focal point of your team you're not a championship contending team
0: yeah yeah I think he could be the number two on a championship team. I, re- I really liked Yaron Fox.
1: But I, I agree, agree. I don't but... think
0: Buddy Heald is part of a championship team.
1: Oh, I think he could definitely be like, Sure, you sure, know, sure. I
0: should restate. Not at that contract.
1: No. Yeah. It's too much. And especially like even like the Chris Middleton deal, which I was equating it to, like Chris Middleton's a lot better of a defender than Buddy Heald.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: And so they're sort of like shelling out for these complimentary pieces like they are on the verge of contending. And they're not. They don't have the guy. Yeah. And so what's the ceiling for that team? Like maybe fighting to be a four seed?
0: Mm-hmm. That's like the and absolute so- ceiling. I don't even see that for them with this squad. Oh,
2: yeah. Because you're right. That's they
0: can't the- make many additions. Um, no. Yeah, I think it's like they talk a lot about like the winner's curse in sports with um and usually that's after winning a championship or getting very close to a championship where you feel like, Oh, we had a good team. Let's bring everybody back. And I think they were like, Oh, we, we almost made a run at the eight seed. We got a nice young team. Let's bring everybody back. But maybe they shouldn't have brought everybody back.
1: Yeah. Or at least not shelled out the mm. money that they did, especially the Harrison Barnes deal never made sense, but I yeah. think they felt like they had to, pay a premium to keep a guy they had traded draft capital for, but realistically it's like, hey, like we traded for him to make a run at the playoffs and it didn't work. And that's fine. But like we are going to hinder this team for years by paying this guy what he wants.
0: Yeah. I mean that's that's a big part of the cap and the caps probably going to go down in the next two years. So yeah he'll he up. Caps are going to go
2: down. Contracts are going to be renegotiated. The I mean, I mm, there could be a potential uh, holdout. I think uh, even when things start up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, once the new collective bargaining agreements come into play for a lot of sports. But you know, I mean, look, some I hear what you say about the Kings, but there are days I wish I could trade my Bulls for your Kings. So,
0: mm. <laughs> I I mean, out of those two teams, the Bulls and Kings, right now, uh. If I could choose any player on either of those teams, it'd be De'Aaron Fox, number one.
1: Yeah, the Kings are a fun team. There's no doubt about that. It's just like they're sort of building this thing that can at best be mediocre. Yeah. And so it's like, let the fans have fun with like Buddy Heal, De'Aaron Fox, while they're on these cheapy deals, and then say, okay, we don't actually have what we need here. It's time to cut bait. Like, Kind of like what the 76ers did during the process with like guys like Michael Carter Williams, rookie of the year. But they're like, hey, like this guy really isn't going to get us there. Yeah. Let's trade him while he has some value.
0: Amazing trade. They got a first, yeah. like, un- I think, unprotected first for that. And then and, and nobody, and people were like so confused that they traded just this guy who just was rookie of the year. Uh, yeah. Averaged close to a triple double. Yeah. Great forward-thinking trade,
1: yeah. Now he's what a journeyman. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So so in your scenario of tearing down the Kings, um, what does that mean? Like, are are you trading away players? Yeah, for future assets. So, Harrison Barnes, I, I think he, Harrison Barnes is tradable. Uh,
1: you're not going to get much back not, with that not contract. You're not going to get much
0: back. Buddy Healed is would be very hard to trade. There's probably yeah. a team that would take a chance on him, but still, you're not going to get much. Are you Are you trading De'Aaron Fox? Yeah. Okay. You're just taking it's... a long view of like we're not going to be competitive for another four years with these guys on the books.
2: Yeah, but yeah. also though, if you're getting rid of Fox and getting all these players, are you looking to trade for lower tier players, or actually, are you going to look at even the draft? Because I'm sorry, well, I think the draft's going to be messed up for another year or two, just because of all the players who have been off. You know, I mean, sure, you you had a lot of buzz around a lot of players, but I think the draft for at least another two years is going to be a lot of hits
1: and a lot of misses. I mean, that's true of every draft, though. Like it's, I think more so so this one because you don't
2: have the tape on. You know,
0: that's true. It's a little harder to uh make an informed decision in the draft. I, I mean yeah. hopefully by the one after that you'll be able to do in person workouts and combines and stuff. Interesting. Okay. I gotta I gotta propose a trade for De'Aaron Fox as a Knicks fan. Okay. Uh would you trade Fox straight up for RJ Barrett?
1: I want some sort of draft capital too.
0: Okay. Um This year's This Year's First an RJ for Fox. Yeah, I'd do that. You'd do that. Would I do that? I I, I think I would. Would you do this year's first uh, next year's unprotected Dallas and how about just those two?
1: So two first rounders? Yeah. Um, if it were the two Knicks picks, mm-hmm. but I'm not that interested in that Dallas pick.
0: Right, right, right. So this year's first, and because of the steppian rule, it would have to be the 2022 unprotected right. Knicks first. Yeah, would you, I you would do, do that? that one. I would do that. If I'm the Knicks, yeah, yeah. All right, we got a trade. Yeah, D Fox, D Fox to the Knicks. All right, interesting. So, blow up the Kings. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I really, I'm a big fan of De'Aaron Fox, so I still, I, I probably, as long as he's there, I wouldn't. Uh, it's it's hard to blow it up. I mean, you got to. They're going in the wrong direction with like Heels and uh uh Harrison Barnes and they're limited on what else they could add. But they gotta if they had kept Fox around and still decided to just like let the young guys play and work on acquiring assets for a little while. I yeah. guess the problem is maybe his timeline wouldn't line up with those newly acquired assets.
1: Right. And you run the risk of essentially him playing on a dog shit team getting pissed and leaving <laughs> for nothing.
0: Yep. You get pissed when you're playing with dog shit. Yeah. Um Cool. Uh. Gonna, oh, one more player on the Kings. Side. Oh, two more players. Bag. Like, what do you think of Bagley?
1: Honestly, there's not that much to think of Bagley. He can't stay right. healthy long enough to actually assess anything he's doing.
0: Yeah. I would. I, I would trade him if I were you too.
1: I would too. He seems almost like one of those throwback guys who doesn't quite fit in the league anymore. Like yeah. he's like got a little bit of range, but I don't really trust him to stretch the floor. The rim protection isn't maybe it could be there, but it's certainly not, it's certainly there, not yet.
0: there yet. Yeah, another player I think that King screwed up on is uh Harry Giles. They did not offer him they did not pick up his option for next year. So he's an unrestricted free agent this coming yeah. summer. Or whenever the off season happens. Uh I he's someone I want the Knicks to to sign if they can for like yeah, a cheap short term deal.
1: He's good. It was such a good buy low move for them to go out and get him that yeah. they don't want to continue to invest in him is so weird to me.
0: That's crazy to me too. It's not like they're they need to be saving every dime for like max contracts because I don't think they have enough room for a max contract anyway.
1: No, they're paying too much to Barnes and Heal now. Yeah, Barnes and Heel. Like they can They can max out Fox, but that's just because he's on the team already.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. With his bird rights. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Tough times for Kings fans. Tough
2: time for Bulls fans. You gotta see this documentary about how good we used to be to see how (laughs) shitty we are now.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, That's... Yeah. Uh, And seeing them beat up the Knicks, who used to be pretty good and are. The bright future Knicks. I, I'm I'm in a good place. We got R.J. Mitch and Frank. I'm loving it. I'm loving life. Mm. And Leon Rose and Brock are in the front office taking everything in a new direction. Have they made moves yet? No. I mean, I don't think anybody can make moves yet. You mean this, yeah. this front office? They have not. Yeah. So we'll see. True,
1: everyone's kind of in a holding pattern.
0: Yeah. All right. Blow up the Kings. Uh, Kevin McNair you what's your topic sports of the day
2: all right so one thing that's written talked about in the news lately is like what's going to be happening with the olympics in tokyo this summer mm-hmm. and as we already know that they're going to be pushing back the olympics to 2021 um I believe july or june but uh i my whole thing is are the olympics still relevant enough for a country to sink so much massive uh funds into uh every four years you know whether it be summer or uh, winter versus the economics we're all facing right now and i think that we should actually consider uh revamping old used sites and using them as the you know future homes of the olympics you know maybe rotate from a few but it's like Look at the past sites we have; that are still active, still good, and use those for future homes instead of having countries outbid each other. When I was, for example, like Japan spent uh, Tokyo spent over eight hundred million dollars this mm-hmm. year. Look at how much they could have used that in this time, you know. And it's only going to go up over the years. It always inflates and gets larger and larger in value. And I just don't think it's something that's viable in the future. We should just they should if they want to keep having the Olympics, they should just pick a home site and that's gonna be it. I mean, I understand the pride in hosting it and everything and all the economics that come into it, but maybe they can agree on some kind of shared revenue amongst all the countries and athletes or or something. But I just don't see how us as a world can can shell out billions of dollars uh, every few years just to keep going with these sites that and every olympics that come up you see that they're abandoned these sites they're not used or they're put together so crappy that they're just falling apart so uh, that's that's my uh thoughts on what the olympics the, uh, mm-hmm. what's
0: going on. yeah uh, this was i mean this was a. Uh... ...topic of discussion even before the pandemic, because yeah. countries had been wasting so much money on these Olympic bids, uh, they build stadiums that just kind of are never used afterwards, and they're the ones in debt and their their citizens are in debt. And a lot of countries... Um, you know, it's it, it'll be a popular move to let's get the Olympics where we'll create all these jobs and building the arenas and the stadiums and it's popular amongst citizens but not thinking of like what the economic effects are. And yeah, now with like, I mean, tourism is going to be uh, greatly depressed for the, at least the next couple of years. Um, people won't want to gather in stadiums so maybe this will finally put everything over the edge where everybody realizes the failure of uh, bidding on the Olympics and that'll just affect how what the IOC will be willing to pay for going forward and we'll we'll see how these bids change in the future.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know the United States is still bidding for future events and I'm just yeah. like I don't we can't that's like a bipartisan thing where we just can't afford to spend that much money. I mean, I understand tourism and everything, but who's going to be traveling, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, obviously our bids are years and years down the road, but even then you still got to look at the economic costs, everything to it, you know? And I just think we should be revamping those sites we've already used, put some kind of agreement together that it, the revamping and rebuilding of it we'll have people from all over the world just like the athletes come in to Mm. compete we can bring in construction companies bid it out whatever we got to do from all over the world so it's not just okay russia held the the winter olympics a few years ago they're only getting the money you know Mm. like we got to find a way to spread it out if that's how it is i just i just don't see us being able to keep this program going over the next decade or even more
0: yeah I mean, sports in general, it, like you know, all all these politicians love these uh, ribbon cuttings on a new stadium or arena, and sports teams have extorted local governments to just get them to to uh, build a new arena on the government dime rather than and as like a th- when they're threatening to move. If not, Sacramento Kings, for example, just got a new arena in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: Well, how about even like the New England Patriots? Uh-huh. Remember, the, I think it was the late 90s. They were threatening to leave Massachusetts and they were coming to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Connecticut was all willing to do that because we just lost the Whalers. So we're like, <laughs> yeah, let's put the money out there. Let's make this happen. And we're setting everything on that. And they just used us as a negotiating uh, chip for Massachusetts to
0: get their new stadium. What a great team name, the Hartford Whalers. <clears throat> Yeah. Greatest. Yeah. Greatest. Greatest. Great. great. Uh, so many good NHL team names. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Besides for like the Lightning and anything that doesn't end in an S. Yeah, Florida in
1: general has some pretty shitty team names.
0: Mhm. The Magic. Fucking ears. <laughs> Fuckin ears is okay. It's okay cuz you could shorten yeah. it to Bucks. Florida Panthers kind of sucks cuz like yeah. there are no panthers in Florida, I don't think, but there might be. Um, jaguars, similar. Not good. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins. (laughs) Miami has, I guess, become classic. Dolphins and marlins are good.
2: What do we do, though, once these animals become extinct? Right. Do they just go, like, we are now the Chicago pigeons? Pigeons. Yeah, they'll still be around.
1: (laughs) Well... Asheville has that hockey team that's based on Sabretooth tigers. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me they're extinct? <laughs> Sorry, Kevin.
0: It's Sorry. true. Son of off. Off. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. But I had you know, no idea. There are no saber tigers around to protest, I guess, that the name yeah. of the team. So they're able to do it. The Preds. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what the future is for sporting events in general because clearly we're going to have fanless games for at least like a year, assuming sports yeah. comes back soon. And, and you know, maybe we decide we don't need twenty thousand people in attendance for a game in the in the day and age where we could watch it on TV. Like it made sense in for baseball teams in the '20s when that was the only way to see it visually. Um. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe, small arenas like what they have at Fordham.
2: Yeah, but even if they do open up the stadiums, I don't even know if those are the games I want to go to because you got to look at the price structures of the tickets. Mm-hmm. If they're going to be jacking the prices up to such high levels of uh, to see these games to keep bringing money that they've lost, then I, I feel like it's just going to be an elitist crowd that I don't even think would be... Fun to see a game, those are the type of people will be like, Hey, do you mind keeping it down when you're like sh- cheering on your team? You know, it's I've been in the stadiums where that's like you sitting sit around like the nice luxury seated areas, and you're just like, Yeah, they're just like, Yo, mm-hmm. yo, shut up. It's like the water boy with those uh, the two um, uh, Bayou people right behind Jimmy Johnson and uh, oh, I forget what's his name when they start spilling all their drinks and beer on them, they're like, Yeah, it's.
0: <laughs> I said Joe Montana. <laughs> uh Joe
2: Montaigne.
0: I said shit. Joe Montaigne. <laughs> uh yeah. So, Olympics. Uh do you see the Olympics continuing into the future?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, they're going to continue because you you think about how many sports and uh, I don't know. I just can't imagine telling all those athletes, guys, your main mecca for performing is canceled. Yeah, It's not going to happen anymore. I mean, plus it's been going on since, like, the Greeks have been doing that forever. I mean, this is, like, something that's actually, like, you know, if you want to count how many years has been going on, it's been going on quite a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. Since Greco-Roman days (laughs) when they would wrestle (laughs) naked. Sports. Um... All right. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what happens for the future of sports economics, fandom, stadiums, etc. My sports topic of the day. Uh, Thinking about uh, the NFL coming up and the new trends. I mean, this is probably not totally new, but it's new to me a little bit about not wanting to spend a ton of money on a starting quarterback. And uh, you see it with... You know, Jameis Winston being the backup at the Saints. Nobody wanting to sign uh, Cam Newton, and Bill Belichick, who's always the most forward-looking coach slash GM, is uh, you know got rid of Brady and is spending like just like a million dollars on his whole QB QB rotation, Uh, Mm. and it gives you more money to spend on your O line, your D line. It's interesting and it seems like the best time to get the most value out of your QB in a salary cap league is when your quarterback is on his rookie contract like uh like Patrick Mahomes is making single uh like 5 5 million a year something like that uh gives KC the huge advantage mm-hmm. um I don't know uh, either of you familiar with like football saber and if if that has been a trend
1: I don't know if it's been a trend but I remember reading about an interesting idea this was back when like the Rams were good and Jared Goff seemed like he might actually be a star
2: Mm -hmm. two years ago
1: Yeah. yeah someone was sort of posing the idea of like why not sort of build these guys up and then like at the end of their rookie content rack like trade them for a shitload and just do the process over again if you like believe in your quarterback development. Because once you get these sort of huge contracts that slog down your whole salary cap, yeah, it makes it so much harder to build a team. And I mean, the Rams made a lot of spending mistakes beyond Jared Goff,
0: but but that makes it so much an, harder. Yeah. Yeah. Where like football, you have such a deep roster, like you need to be able to like every bad contract could just kill you um mm-hmm. yeah well, it was I mean, interesting they have a deep, Go ahead, they, have a
2: deep uh, they have a deep roster but you gotta understand you only carry x amount of so many positions like for qb's most teams run with two you know, it's
0: mm-hmm. well they, like, you know, two for, or three they, they've gone from three to two
2: yeah a lot of teams that yeah. went to two i mean some teams have three and then they have like well, this wide receiver played quarterback in high uh, school, if this they always talk those weird scenarios like this linebacker could come in, you know.
0: <laughs> it's like right. the emergency catcher. Um Yeah, yeah I, I think that is an interesting idea of like building up your quarterback and then trading him at the end of his rookie deal. Uh Seattle Seahawks had such a star-studded defense, and are still very good. Yeah. But they had to; they couldn't keep all their play, all those like standout corners and linebackers. And they were able to be so good for so long when Russell Wilson was on such a low, low deal because he kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and there was a rumor they're saying yesterday. It seems yeah. like bullshit. I think it came from Chris Sims, son son of Phil Sims. Who uh, also played at Ramapo High School, which would play against my high school's team, um, he was saying that that Seahawks were thinking about trading Russell Wilson for the Cleveland Browns' number one pick, the one they used on um, on on what's his face Mayfield. Or, oh, interesting. Yeah.
2: No, that's been confirmed by like Mike Florio and other sources now too. Oh yeah. Like yeah, that this was like a real deal that they were going to trade him their first round pick, for Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a, that I I feel like that's that'd be hard to do with it. like someone who's their uh most fa- like a fan favorite. But it wouldn't have been the craziest thing Then start over, keep cycling through. I mean, Kansas City. Been- Go ahead, Marcus.
1: Oh, it would have been funny to bring in who? Like, I feel like he rubs people the wrong way. But Russell Wilson is like a pretty upbeat guy, and then you bring in like notorious dickhead Baker Mayfield.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, my guess is they wouldn't have because Mayfield was a little bit of a controversial first number one overall pick, or like sure. a lot of people thought differently. So maybe Seattle would have gone with somebody else that year. But still, it's the idea of cycling through that rookie QB. Yeah. Well, the what Giants and Jets are on rookie QB deals. Uh it's true. It's you know, I'm I'm I've decided this year I'm gonna become a Giants fan. Just for, oh, no. for funsies. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that Please. to myself. They're so bad. Yeah. You I survived
2: know. the
0: COVID. Don't 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 <laughs> end yourself with the Giants. I got him. man. So I'm i I'm a Denver Broncos fan, have been my whole life, and I was just like, you know what? I should root for a New York football team. It's the only sport where I didn't ro- always root for a New York team, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I'm going with the Giants, Danny Dimes, and Duke alum. You yeah, know.
2: I mean, whatever. Going to pick a team. I mean, it's but it's interesting when you think about all the rookie contracts because uh, what's his name on the Saints? His rookie contract, the backup who plays every damn position, even cheerleading oh, yeah. sometimes.
1: Face some Hill or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
2: He's he got a there? massive uh, new contract. Who do you sign with? Uh, the Saints.
0: Oh, he signed he with them signed again. signed with
2: them. Got an- another big deal. Yeah. But, you, I mean, I think it's, I think the error of having these quarterbacks uh, stay 20, 30 years. I mean, it's, I don't think that's going to be happening. You know, like, Favre, Manning, Brady, uh, Breeze. I don't. I don't see that gonna you know, keep going on. I mean, outside of that, like I think Cam Newton was one of the better quarterbacks, and he was up there in age. But even Rodgers is showing signs of slowing down. So you you gotta either you're gonna hold on for the long run or get for of out. Yeah, know,
0: or you have to have an all time great who, like at the, you're you're no matter what you pay them, they're they're gonna be worth it. Mm. Someone like what yeah, like Brady his
2: was. Is Breeze going to be worth it for the Colts though?
0: Is that going to put you mean Rivers? The edge? You mean Rivers? Yeah. No, no, no not
2: uh, Rivers. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rivers. That's not. Right.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. He. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I like Philip Rivers, but he and I and I like his his prolific child rearing <laughs> abilities.
2: Oh, I love it. Every time he scores a touchdown, he gets another child. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh.
0: All right. So cheap rookie QBs. It's funny. I
2: always <laughs> When you were like, talking about just the quarterbacks there, I was thinking back to my, uh, I don't play Madden as much. I stopped this year, but I always treated Madden like Menudo in a way. It's like after your rookie contract's done, I ship you off
0: and yeah. get picks and rebuilds, you know? Uh-huh. You're saying treating it like what? Minuto? Menudo. you know, once you hit puberty, you're done. You're oh, out of here. Oh, oh. Get another what? member in the band. Okay. What is Oh, is that like a child band or something?
2: Remember uh, Ricky Martin? Uh, that was his like pop group back in the day. It's like a very long-running Spanish group. And Got it's, it. Like, as soon as you hit puberty, they cut you out of the group no matter how <laughs> much they love you. They bring in someone new.
0: Yeah. And I think yeah. uh, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, well, they, they've kept him around at the 49ers even after he hit puberty.
2: You know, this is going to be a make or break year for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he... We'll see. They gave him a lot of weapons this
0: year. Yeah. I wow. mean, I I think he's great, but yeah. it, it's tough. It's like you can't pay a middle of the road quarterback that type of money, and then it's hard to compete. Yeah. Look at that, Ryan. Yeah. 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 Lots of money. Lots of money. All right. Uh we have uh on the phone uh a special treat, the host of USA's Up All Night, Rhonda Shear. Rhonda, are you there? Oh, hi. Oh, hey, Rhonda. How it's are your late, you? It's
3: your, oh, it's your late night lamb shop here on the Santa Monica Pier of beautiful Los Angeles, California.
0: Uh, how's it going over in LA right now?
3: It's sunny. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's everything you want it to be.
0: Good. Good, Rhonda. So, Rhonda, I mean, I, I know Up All Night is no longer on the air. Um, but I'm sure you live an active life where you're, you're, you talk to celebrities a lot. Is it, is it uh-huh. tough not being able to meet with celebrities in person for interviews?
3: I'm having a little trouble understanding you. Up All Night is still on, oh. and uh, I, I was just talking to George Burns again
0: uh, just last night. Oh, well, uh, my mistake. I did not realize that George Burns was still around and that Up All Night was still around. Uh okay uh well th- Rhonda, you want to talk some sports?
3: Yes, I had I wanted to know your opinion on something about the Toronto Argonauts. You know, now that they're owned by Wayne Gretzky and John Candy, do you think that they're just going to be like a novelty team and not be taken seriously?
0: Um yeah I don't I don't know if if John Candy and Wayne Gretzky I know in ninety one they are you in nineteen ninety one?
3: It's
0: 1991, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so this is a time-crossing, uh, time-disrupting interview. Uh, you know what? I think the Tor- Toronto Argonauts are a serious CFL team, um, and to- the city of Toronto deserves a legit sports team, and they shouldn't be a novelty. I think I think Wayne the Great One and the Candyman are, are in it for real in their purchase of the Argonauts. Well, they do have
3: Rocket Ishmael now.
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's true between between John Candy, Wayne Gretzky and Rocket Ishmael what could go wrong <laughs> I haven't thought it's, about it's, Rocket it's, Ishmael it's, in a long time <laughs> Yeah
1: that was a fun name to
0: remember
3: It's just you hear these things here people say oh how can a hockey player and Uncle Buck carry a team you
0: know It's going to be tough Yeah what is the the deal with the CFL are they hoping to start the season back up
3: I mean, you know, it's business as usual. It's just, you know, you have you have these new owners that people just, you know, they're, they're making all these jokes. They're
0: not taking it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not take it seriously when you have Rocket Ishmael going down the field? Former Heisman Trophy winner, I that's believe.
2: What, yep. That's
3: what Rhonda's been saying.
0: That's what Rhonda is saying. Rhonda, uh, uh, any, like... Uh, <laughs> Any up-and-coming celebrities we should uh, be thinking about?
3: Gerard Christopher uh, just announced that they're, in fact, doing a fourth season of The Adventures of Superboy. I think you should be on the lookout for that.
0: (laughs) I will be. The Adventures of Superboy. Uh, So what what team did Doug Flutie play for when he was in the CFL?
3: Rhonda does not have the slightest idea.
0: Sorry, Rhonda. Um, I saw I saw you do an interview with Max Van Sindow.
3: Oh yeah, he was in my bed. He was talking about needful things.
0: Needful things. Uh, he's got a good career in front of him. So, he was, was it?
3: the voice of the evil painting in Ghostbusters 2.
0: <laughs> I did not know that. Um, yeah, everyone should know that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. he was on three teams.
2: Flutie was on three teams okay. up there in Canada. He had the BC Lions from ninety to ninety-one, yeah. Calgary Stampeders from ninety-two to ninety-six, and then the Toronto Argonauts Woo! from ninety-six to ninety-seven.
0: Okay, Rhonda. So it's ninety-one right now for you. Um, so, so you're going to have to be playing against Flutie uh, as part of the uh, D, uh, the BC Lions. Was it the British Columbia yeah, Lions? Lions. Yeah, something like that, Rhonda. I wish you the best of luck. Um, what do you think about the Argonauts' future?
3: Rhonda thinks that the the power of celebrity is something not to be taken lightly, and that they're gonna go all the way. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna win, especially with Rocket Ishmael. Yeah, I mean, why
0: not? Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, does your invite to be on your show still stand for me?
3: Oh, you're always welcome on my show.
0: Ah, thanks. You're always welcome on my show, too.
3: Rhonda
0: can't wait to have you curled up in her bed. Yeah, I can't wait to... Larry. Larry is going to be up all night with Rhonda (laughs) Shear. Up all night. All right, well, uh, you heard it here here first, folks. Toronto Argonauts are going to win the 91-92 CFL Championship uh, I want to thank all my guests for joining me today, Kevin McNair, Marcus Haugen, Rhonda Sheer. Do you guys have anything you'd like to plug?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, tomorrow night at 6pm, you can check in Comedy Sports NYC. I will be performing a family-friendly show there, it uh, a look out.
0: Family-friendly. Marcus, anything to plug? Marcus is hiccuping. Uh, but I know Marcus is part of a team called Goliath at the Armory. They perform on Fridays. Uh, you should definitely check that out. And Rhonda, do you have anything you'd like to plug?
3: This this Friday at 11, an all-new episode of USA Up All Night with my very best friend, Linnea Quigley. we be watching
0: Sorority Babes and the Ball Bolerano. I'll be sure to keep a lookout for that. All right. Thanks, everybody. Of course, you could follow me at LarryTheAthlete on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Make sure you subscribe on any of your favorite podcast listening app. Good night and good luck to everybody.